and welcome to Medicine in the Kitchen, where we empower you with simple solutions to everyday health concerns. Welcome back to Medicine in the Kitchen, episode 55. Once again, I'm Felicia. And I'm Hisu, your guides to empowered health. Today we're going to be talking about a super fun topic. Well, I think it's fun, and Hisu thinks it's fun, and hopefully you will too. We're going to be talking about holiday drinks. Yes, I'm like super excited. I don't know about you guys, but I guess one of my favorite parts of the holidays when you go over to your friends and family's house and they give you like this nice mug of whatever they have, like that, that's like, I don't know, seasonal drink, I guess, you know? Everybody's always talking about Starbucks, chocolate peppermint, or like during the fall, the pumpkin spice latte. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm basic like that too, but. (laughs) it's different when it's from like you know somebody's home it's so much nicer yeah exactly and like yeah homemade stuff just it tastes different and it's like such a great conversation starter too I find I don't know being the the introvert that I am I find that like going to a social event usually when you first get there it's like a little awkward you haven't seen people in a while you want to start making conversation and then if you have like a warm holiday drink especially if it has herbs and things in it that can benefit your health at that time of year it's like a great conversation starter and then you could exchange the recipes and it's it's fun I like it honestly there's always that and even the drink, like, for example, one of the ones that we're going to mention, which is a Mexican, like, Christmas punch, like, fruit punch, every mm-hmm. person has a different take on it. And it's just fascinating because, like, you get used to the one you have. Sometimes, you know, you're like, uh, my mom's going to make it again. I kind of don't want it anymore. And then you go to somebody else's house and it tastes slightly different. And you're like, oh, hey, I kind of like this version. And then whether or not you, you know, incorporate a bit of your own family's recipe and take a little bit of somebody else's to make your own version is always fun Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like it's great learning and I find it always re-inspires cooking and making things on my own when I try someone else's and it tastes different I'm like oh gotta figure out how to make this yeah yeah and sometimes you know we think it's like a really hard long process and it reality is not that difficult mm-hmm. yeah yeah I find if you're not in the habit of making things yourself and you've never really made a drink before usually or like the kinds of drinks that we're going to be talking about that are a little <laughs> bit more involved um I, I find it takes a bit to like get into it but then once you start it's like like one of the drinks we're going to be talking about is apple cider and it's like you make the apple cider, but then you could also make applesauce from your batch of apple cider. And then you could also make muffins and like, and like you, you start getting creative and then it spreads, if that makes sense. It does. And even some of these, even though they're very involved, there are always shortcuts. Yes. There are always shortcuts. And like, yes, I love making things from scratch and I will die like in my kitchen making everything from scratch from the very like all the ingredients right but mm-hmm. when I'm really pressed for time shortcuts and it still works it still tastes great not a lot of people notice the difference there's a few that do but like ah, 
it's fine. Shortcuts are good. Yeah, I feel like you're so great with knowing the shortcuts and how people will not want to spend as much time. I've, I find I'm like, wait, how can we make this easier? I, it takes me like forever to make it. And then you're like, oh yeah, you just use this instead. I'm like, that would make life so much <laughs> easier. <laughs> but hey, like that's why we, you know, we work well together because we bounce things off each other and make it happen. Exactly. So do you want to start with your apple cider? Because I'm super excited to hear how you make it. Sure. Yeah. So the apple cider is actually something I started as like a couple years ago as like a fall tradition. I was having like a Halloween get together and I wanted to have something warm for people to drink. So I decided to go with apple cider because they're so much in abundance around the fall time and even into the winter too. Um, apples last pretty long. So um, yeah, I decided to make apple cider and basically it's just apples and spices. The apples that I usually use for it, so usually what I'll do is I'll either cook it on the stove top in like a big pot and then just kind of keep it simmering on really low heat after it's cooked and people can kind of just scoop it and it's hot for the whole time, which is which is nice to have kind of like a warm drink when it's starting to get cold. Um, and then the apples that I usually use for it are, I'll just kind of use whatever I have around. I find the more apples, the better. And you know this about me because I think you can relate, but I'm really bad at making and following recipes. <laughs> so the apple cider is different every year, which I think is fun. But then when you get like a really good batch, it's like, wait, what did I do again? Yep. How did I get this? Um, um, and not to interrupt you, but like, it reminds me of this one movie that I, I love. It's called um, The Cat Returns. And ooh. well, there's this cat guy. Well, he's like this. Eh, has history. I'm not going to get into it. Um, he makes his own tea blends. And the one quote that I really love from that is, it's my own batch. It's a little different every single time. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I agree. So it's just like that. Exactly. I think it keeps things interesting. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> um, and I think there might be a little part of laziness in there and not wanting to write <laughs> things down. Amen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I usually use whatever apples I have around. Um, I usually a big pot that probably serves, I don't know, I usually make like a whole bunch and then usually end up having leftovers depending on how many people are there. Usually, usually I make enough to serve like maybe 15 people comfortably and then there's usually leftovers on top of that. Um, wow. I, yeah. And I usually use like maybe 10 to 12 apples. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just like whatever apples I have around, it's kind of fun to use like apples that taste a little bit different too. So like sometimes I'll use the sweeter ones like like the Red Delicious or um, the Gala or the Macintosh. And then I'll also use some of the like more tart ones like the Granny Smith or this year I used, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Oh, it's like 
those brown apples, the apples with like the brown skin that almost look like a round pear. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know the name, but I know what you're talking about. And this just wasn't very sour. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was more on the sweet side. Um, yeah. I think I also put pears in this year's. Oh. Yeah, which adds a lot of sweetness. Okay, just so you I had them on hand. <laughs> <laughs> so you add apples, occasional pears, and you boil them? Yeah, so then I cover I cover the apples so that there's about an inch to an inch and a half of water above them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just boil for, uh, usually I boil for about like an hour or two hours um, on like a low heat. So you could mm-hmm. even do this in like a slow cooker um, and just kind of let it go for a couple hours. I also add, I always intend to add half an orange for like a little bit of that citrusy flavor and also I find the citric acid helps preserve it a little bit better too so it lasts a bit longer but I usually end up I don't know the last couple times I've made it I've been like oh wait why don't I have oranges on hand it's okay I'll use a grapefruit it's okay (laughs) I'll use a lemon and that works too so and what about the spices do you add it while it's boiling or do you add it afterwards um so usually I'll add the spices before I boil it, so with the apples. And mm. the spices I add, usually usually I'll put about four cinnamon sticks, one nut of nutmeg, two tablespoons of cloves, and then I'll usually add maple syrup for sweetness if it's not sweet enough. So that's just kind of to taste. There's a lot of minerals there as well too, so that's great. Mm-hmm, yeah, and yeah, so it tastes great. And then the health benefits of it, like you said, there, there are lots of minerals in there. You also get a lot of, um, what's it called? Warming spices, which is, again, great for this holiday season. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. Cinnamon is great for blood sugar. Yep. So that goes really well with the sweetness, too. And mm-hmm. with the holiday season, usually there's... Cinnamon helping, everything. Yeah, and helping your blood sugar during the holiday seasons is always a good plan. Yes, it is. And yeah. it's funny that you mentioned all this because my cheap version of apple cider, as I go buy the apple cider, I throw it in the pot, I grab an orange, I cut, well, I don't really cut it, I just like make little, uh, uh, I carve like a little bit on, on the side. So it's like, I like if I were to divide it into four sections and then I stick three to four um, cloves and then just leave that orange in the cider and just let it do its thing. And then that's how I just serve it. It's my cheap version is quick and easy. Mm-hmm. I like it. Cause I've had it on its own without the cinnamon. Oh, um, sorry. Without the orange. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say you are, you are right. This citrusness does give it a different, different taste. I really like it with the extra citrus. Yeah. Yeah, same here. And sometimes an extra cinnamon stick, for sure. It needs more cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you can't go wrong with too much cinnamon and apple cider. Ah, no cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh. honestly, if cinnamon buns, the more cinnamon, the better for me. <laughs> cinnamon is great. Although I met someone recently who did not like cinnamon. so I met somebody at school that, like, was allergic to cinnamon. Yeah, I've heard that, too. So if that's you, then maybe... 
Maybe avoid apple all ciders. these drinks. Yeah. Well, we have some in there that might not have cinnamon, so. Well, I don't know about that because all of the ones I have have cinnamon. <laughs> well, true, because even the, the hot chocolate. Well, well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, option is read the ingredients and maybe make your own version of it. Okay, so there's apparently two different types of cinnamon. One that they sell a lot, which is the cheaper version, and it's from a tree because obviously cinnamon is bark from a tree. Um, it's called cassia cinnamon, so it's fake cinnamon. Clayton or Mexican cinnamon are generally the, the real cinnamon, so it's really hard to tell, mm. but like you, you can smell it a lot. So usually the fake cinnamon look like those uh, palm ears, so they curve really nicely into those nice little round sticks. Mm-hmm. While real, like the real cinnamon, yes, it curves, but it's got like a more barky cigarette kind of look to it. So, like, I don't know. Obviously, not a lot of us smoke like Cuban cigars and stuff like that, but we all know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's nice, thick, and it's got like that wrinkly texture on the inside. Mm-hmm. That's what true cinnamon actually looks like. Yeah, I've had. I've had the cassia cinnamon, and then I've also had the Ceylon cinnamon, mm-hmm. um, if I'm pronouncing that right, hopefully I am, um, but yeah, and I find, so this, I think that was one of the true ones that you were mentioning, maybe? Yeah. I find that one sweeter than the cassia one, actually. I like it better, like it has a nicer smell to it, it's not as burny, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's definitely sweeter. I usually have the Mexican cinnamon, so I don't know if I've had the the, uh, the other one. I think I've tried the fake cinnamon once, and I did not like it at all. But, like, it's it's passable. It's definitely spicier, but it just has it, – it's missing that smell and that taste. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, hey. It's definitely different. I don't know if they both do the same thing. All I know is that – it's really good for you. <laughs> Cinnamon's great. Mm-hmm. If you had a lot of sugar treats, chew on some cinnamon bark. It's fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> or have a tea. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not to say go eat all the sugary treats and then no. just balance it with cinnamon. But no, cinnamon no, no. helps. <laughs> it definitely does. Like, if you know you overdid it kind of thing and you want to help a little bit, do that. But it's just not an everyday stuff. Um, so other drinks that I, that you have? I think that's like the main holiday one that I make. Um, just because I haven't really ventured too much in making other ones other than tea. Um, usually I, I actually made like a Christmas blend tea this year. Ooh, uh, exciting. Do tell. Yeah. So I put quite a few things in it. I used peppermint. Um, which we were kind of talking about when we were prepping. Why yes. peppermint is such like a Christmas thing. Because peppermint's really cooling and you would think that you wouldn't want it in the winter. But it is really exactly. good for digestion. Yeah. But it is really good for digestion. So that might be and nice we were, to have around the holidays. Exactly. And we were also talking how like certain flowers, so like chamomile and other digestive plants, take a little bit longer to grow and don't grow as quickly while peppermint and almonds kind of grow like weeds. So it's easier to harvest them. Yeah, exactly. And they store really well too. 
that's our theory anyways yeah if you guys have a better version or or a different theory share it with us we'd love to hear it yes please um but go on your tea has peppermint yep so peppermint um i did add calendula in it which also helps Mm. with digestion um the calendula flowers because they're a bit sweeter than the rest of the plant um and i added cinnamon of course (laughs) and lemon balm cloves Ooh, i had some chocolate mint from my garden so i added that in as well which gave it like a nice flavor i think that was it i i ended up adding some oregano only because i mislabeled my herbs and (laughs) was adding what i thought was lemon balm and as i'm smelling it i was like wait this is this is oregano Um, but then I was like, that's actually great for a Christmas tea. Um, and it, like, oregano is kind of in the mint family. It does have a, it doesn't have, like, the most sweet taste, but I find I just put a little bit in and it, it balanced things out nicely. And I was like, okay. And oregano, it's antibacterial. Exactly. So. Oregano with its antiviral properties. And like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's perfect in there. So I think I think that was everything that I added. Um, yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to like uh, make some and share it next time we see each other. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I made a a few mini tea bags of it. So. Ooh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that pretty much covers it for the drinks that I've made. Other. And I've always wanted to try making like a mulled wine. Ooh. That'll be next on my on my list. So if any of our listeners have made one before and have a great recipe for that, I'd love to hear it. For sure. I, that sounds like very, very fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like a big wine drinker, so I think that's what's why I haven't Holding really made it. Yeah. But I'm like, that sounds really cool. Like warm wine with spices. I want to know what that tastes like. I would definitely be down for that. I am definitely a wine drinker. So if you make it and you don't want it, I am (laughs) gladly willing to take this off your hands. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) There's the motivation right there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, For me, well, I guess, uh, we know, we forgot one. Well, I don't know if you've made it, but I know you've had it. Yeah. We were discussing the differences, which is eggnog. Eggnog, yes. I've definitely had it, but I've never made it or had it even homemade. Like I've just had it either in a in like a Starbucks drink or like uh, a drink from the store, like bought already. So I've yeah. never made it, but you've made it. You've made a different version though than yes. So I'm used to. I don't. I have tried the Canadian version of eggnog. And I avoid everything that says eggnog on it when I see it because I do not like it. However, there are two types of eggnogs um, that I kind of grew up with that I kind of like. And I did not know they were called eggnog because uh, the Venezuelan version is called ponche crema, which means cream uh, punch, like fruit punch kind of thing. But it's like cream punch. Mm. And then um, the Mexican one is rompope, which I have no other translation for it other than eggnog. So the Mexican one... I have tried this 
the bought one, but usually it kind of already comes with the alcohol. It's kind of in the alcohol section of things. And it usually has like almond milk, allspice, cinnamon, brandy, rum, or tequila, honey, obviously more sugar, because why not? Egg yolks, vanilla, milk, and baking soda. That one's a bit more runny, still creamy, but a little bit more runny. Mm-hmm. And depending on who makes it, it can be really, really good. Oh my God, it's so good. Oh, by the way, in any of these, when I mention milk, I literally mean whole milk. Unless I specify otherwise, it's always whole milk in these recipes. Okay, good to know. Yeah. So like this one also has the two types, the almond milk, or you can get like um, granulated almonds, but usually it's almond milk. And then obviously the whole milk. So that's that. Now the ponche crema, which is the Venezuelan version of rom- um, eggnog, is probably my favorite, but I am lactose intolerant. So with all both of these, I have a lot of issues. Oh no. <laughs> but I still love it so much. And I'm like, yes, give it to me. Um, have you tried making any of them with other milks? I have not. I want to, but the only other versions I have seen of evaporated milk and condensed milk at least for the Venezuelan one, are coconut. And I don't really know how much I want the coconut taste to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so I don't know. I'm thinking maybe switching some of it to like the oat milk because it is creamy. And I know that you can kind of evaporate it a little bit more. So it reduces more, but, or I could just make it from scratch and really reduce the amount of water and already thicken it. Mm. However, the condensed milk part i would still have to buy um i would have to probably buy the coconut one so yeah those those are things i want to experiment but at the same time i really don't know if i want to risk that especially when it's like so good as is right yes (laughs) yes like it is so good and it makes a whole liter in a bit and it's a lot and i just like oh my god it's so good and eggs are expensive too yeah it's true like the mexican one the recipe that i have takes like 12 eggs egg yolks and the other one is five egg yolks oh wow yeah so i'm like how much do i want to play with this yeah so so what do you all put in it so there's the 12 egg yolks the condensed milk oh no no no. okay so the mexican one is the almond milk the allspice cinnamon brandy rum or you can substitute for tequila in one of them honey sugar egg yolks that's the 12th one vanilla whole milk and baking soda that's for that one, okay, which so I have there's, not made. There's almond milk and and whole milk in it? Yes. Okay. So this one is the one I think I can substitute the easiest. Mm-hmm. But the Venezuelan one is a bit harder because it's more of a custard. So you have mm-hmm. the egg yolks, you have your conde- well, the five egg yolks, the condensed milk, the evaporated milk, cinnamon, rum, and vanilla. That's so good. It is so good. <laughs> Like, if anybody has had, like, the Portuguese tarts or anything with, like, custard, imagine that, but in a drink. It is so good. Is it, like, like, what's the consistency of it? Because I'm thinking, like, custard is really thick. Like, you couldn't drink that. Well, that's because you overcook it. But <laughs> um, um, it's runny. Like, it's definitely runny, but it's, it's like, a nice, more, like, porridge thickness. Okay. Like, it's, it's not... It's not molasses thick, but it's not honey either. Mm, I would have to make it for you. It is more along the lines of condensed milkish, I guess. So that would be like a very rich drink then. 
it is such a rich drink. Like half a glass is good enough, but you never can have just half a glass. <laughs> like literally give me that whole liter, put a, a metal straw in it and I'll sit happily in my corner for the rest <laughs> of the evening and then die the next day. But that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Oh, I, I definitely want to experiment with making eggnog this year. I think I want to yeah. do that even more than the mulled wine. <laughs> well, go for it. I mean, I can send you the Mexican recipe and I can send you the um, Venezuelan version. No problem. Yes, please. So that's that for, for the eggnogs. And I think, I think one of the major differences is the amount of um, allspice and cloves that there is in the Canadian version versus the other ones. And while well, except that, it's just the thickness. I find that the Canadian one is really runny. Mm-hmm. But like even the Canadian one I find is like a pretty thick drink. So I'm just imagining this, this Venezuelan drink being like... It's just cream. Intense, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to other drinks. So um, I'm going to go with the ones that have been more like, I want to call it savory or maybe more fruity. So the one that I haven't tried, but Felicia and I saw is a cranberry drink, which had cinnamon, maple syrup, cranberries, and rosemary. I thought that was pretty awesome, and I'm really kind of curious to try. And uh, the person that I, we saw the recipe from uses kombucha instead of like booze in case to make it healthier and help your gut, which who doesn't want to help their gut during this holiday season with all the exactly. yummy food? And rosemary is great. Mm-hmm. So like, why not? Yeah, um, and we were talking about the cranberries and the rosemary, both being high in vitamin C and antioxidants, which is great to, to have around the holidays as well. And the cranberries are great for your like kidneys and bladder and helping all the urinary, urinary tract like work out. So I'm like, yes, bring it in. Exactly. The one I did try last year, I think I made two drinks with cranberry because I had bought like a, I think two packs of the cranberries at Costco, the fresh ones. Ooh. So one of them, I believe was I cut uh, orange. I put the cranberries, I put cinnamon sticks. And I think I added something else. I don't remember. I just covered it with water, probably sugar, uh, water, and I let it boil for a bit. Then I reduced it. And you're supposed to like scoop out all the stuff or mash the cranberries if you want. And it was very tart. So I definitely needed to add more sugar, but it was really good. Really, really good. The house smelled fantastic. So if you guys, instead of buying those air fresheners that smell like Christmas, literally just do this. Your entire house smells like Christmas for a couple days. That Um, sounds amazing. That's like the same with the apple cider. It smells up the whole house. Right? It's such a great thing. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that I tried, I kind of used more cranberry juice than the actual cranberries, but I did throw in my leftover cranberries. I added star anise, ginger, cinnamon. I think I added cardamom, like powdered cardamom, and uh, mm. the cranberry juice. That one also needed a lot more sugar, but it was very, very tasty and mixed great with alcohol. So like the wine, like the mall wine that you were talking about, that, that one works for that. Aside from that, I think I only have three more and really, honestly... They're, I think they're just Mexican specialties. So the first one is the Mexican punch, the poncho navideño. Mm-hmm. So it's a fruit punch. And what you do is you put a lot of water in a pot. You add piloncillo, which is like a brown cane sugar. It's not, it's a hard 
bar of sugar. So you just drop that in there. Uh, you actually add the sugar cane. So you buy like the sugar cane, you cut it up into little sticks and you throw it in there. Cinnamon. Mm. You add tejocotes, which is the Mexican hawthorn. And they're yellow, not red. Mm-hmm. You add in guavas, you add apples, pears, raisins, prunes. Some people add like nuts and, and seeds. My aunt definitely adds like peanuts and walnuts to it. And it's great. Sugar, because a lot of these are very, very tart. Um, you also add tamarind and hibiscus. Or you can just Ooh. add one or the other. Tamarind yep. in a drink. Yeah, it's great. You've never had it? Not in a drink. That's I- how we have it all the time in Mexico. We have it. And this, and then we have just tamarind, well, we call it agua fresca, so like fresh water, which is just tamarind juice with a lot of water. Oh, I've only ever had tamarind in like Pad Thai. I've never really experimented with it otherwise. I've used it for cooking. I've eaten it straight from the pod. So there's the sweet tamarind and then there's the sour one. They're both delicious. Mm. Um, And while I've had it mainly in drinks and in candies. So you can have it spiced up with some chili and sugar, or you can have it just with sugar. Mm -hmm. And the hibiscus flower, I've had it as tea. I've had it as an agua fresca. And I've also eaten the flowers in tacos. I think I have a recipe for the tacos with the uh, hibiscus flowers. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about those in another episode. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I love hibiscus. That's another one that's high in vitamin C. I feel like this fruit punch that you're making is just like... All of the vitamin C. It is really a lot of vitamin C. I mean, and Hawthorne is also great for the heart. We talked about cinnamon, which balances great with all the high sugar from the sugar cane. Mm-hmm. Pinocillo, the guavas, the apples and pears. But you also need that sweetness to help, you know, with the tamarind hibiscus. Plus, because there is prunes, raisins, and tamarind, it is also a diuretic. Mm, that's good to know. So if anyone doesn't know what a diuretic is, diuretic is something that makes you pee more. And it's mm-hmm. good because it clears things out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you so pee So like more. cranberries is like that in a way too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's how they help. But just yep. be aware of it. So if you're planning to go on a long winter hike after your, after your fruit punch. It actually doesn't work that fast because it, it, you know, it helps with both the pee and the other one but it takes a little longer and depends on how much you have of it that's true too yeah right so like prunes are usually given for that too for the fiber because you don't just take out the the fruits when you give people the fruit punch the fruits are in it okay and same with the nuts and seeds so it's not like i add all these things in kind of like the the cider and then i just give people the liquid Mm -hmm. you give them everything including the nuts and seeds and fruits and everything so you drink it and you eat it at the same time okay i guess i'm thinking when i have hibiscus tea or like dandelion tea it's like a couple hours and then i'm going to the washroom but fair but that's a lot more concentrated i think than a fruit punch with all the fruits in it and all the other stuff in it too yeah yeah i, I haven't really noticed that you know i have a cup and then boom i go to the bathroom kind of thing but if I've been having it all day, definitely I notice changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's great. And I'm planning on making some. I bought the ingredients. So it's really hard to get a lot of the ingredients in Canada fresh. So I usually end up buying either the dried version or um, a preserve. And then you just cut down on the sugar. So that's the other 
cheat. You already get the sugar cane, sometimes the guava and cinnamon sticks, and the hawthorn all thrown into a nice little container. And then you just dump it all in and go with it. Nice. That sounds amazing. And do you have this punch hot or cold? Hot. You definitely have it hot. Cool. Ooh, I want to try this too. I just want to make all of the holiday drinks now. Well, I will be making this, so you can definitely have some soon. Ooh, that's exciting. And then I think the ones that people are more excited for are the hot chocolates. I don't think, you know, chocolate peppermint needs an introduction, and we already kind of talked about peppermint. Mm -hmm. But um, there are two drinks that are known for this time of the year. The Mexican hot chocolate, which everybody knows the... Like the bars that you can get, like Chocolata Bolita or Ibarra or whatever the other brands are. You just dump that in with a little bit of water just to help it like melt. You add some cinnamon like, sticks. Everyone knows the bars and you list them off and I'm like, what bars? <laughs> <laughs> well, you go to the Latin shop, there's usually a hot chocolate section and they just sell you like the bar of chocolate for this drink. Mind you, okay. they've kind of gone on. They've lost the quality they used to have when we were younger, but that's a whole other thing. Is it However, like a specific kind of chocolate or something? It's just like, it's like I literally grab, say, a dark chocolate bar and just dump it into my pot. Okay. It's kind of like that. It's more, it's less refined in a way. It's got a lot more of the cacao paste with the actual cacao, mm. not uh, processed cocoa powder. Okay. And usually it already has the spices included of like star anise, cardamom, cloves. It has ground cinnamon. And uh, sometimes it has like a little bit of the breadcrumbs to like thicken it, but usually it's just that. And it, obviously sugar and vanilla. And it's all turned into a paste and made into these bars. If you go to small towns, um, you, you have the people that make it. And they don't sell it to you in little bars. They sell it to you like in little balls. Oh my god, my mom used to get so mad at me for like grabbing them and just eating them like candy, but (laughs) they're so much better than any like chocolate bar you'll ever have. Yeah. So good. I love that there's the spices in them. Like the first time that I tried this hot chocolate, because like I'm used to the hot chocolate where it's like cocoa powder and milk or sometimes even water. And it's just, I was like, yeah, I don't really like hot chocolate. And then I tried this Mexican hot chocolate, which has a whole bunch of spices in it. And I was like, this is good. I like this hot chocolate. Yep. Trust me. When uh, I think it was one of the first times I went to somewhere, to a cafe in Canada, and someone was like, oh, do you want hot chocolate? I was like, oh, yeah, I love hot chocolate. And I tried it, and I was like, what is this? what is this it's it's dirty water <laughs> so like yeah, i hear you it's so different it is very very different very different so like yeah you can just buy the stick like the little bar thing and then obviously add more cinnamon now this is the part that you can play with because i know i have my mom likes to add evaporated milk and then whole milk to it and we've already discussed how I can't really deal with milk very well. So what I do is I use, um, I can add a little bit of the almond milk and then I add oat milk to kind of balance it out. Oat milk definitely gives it a richer taste, 
but you can make um, the almond or any other nut and seed milk. As long as you make it at home, you can control the amount of water you add to it and you can make it thicker and more rich and then just add it into the thing. And that's it. So the cheat is literally go get the chocolate bolita or the Ibarra bars, throw it in a pot, add the milk, a little bit of water and cinnamon and done. That's mm. it. And then you have to mix it. The thing is, it should be served with a little bit of foam. And that's why they sell you like those... Um, they kind of look like fancy little sticks and they're like wooden and you're supposed to like uh, roll it between your two hands to make it foam or uh, old school way where you pour it between one cup and another and keep going until you get the foam as well. Oh. Oh. So technically it should have foam. Just mm-hmm. I am lazy about this and either I just whisk it together and hope for the best or drink it without the foam. Now the other one is called champurrado. I haven't made this and I've had it a few times because um, it's similar to the atole, which people have during this time of year. They're very, very similar. I honestly, I don't know the difference. I think champurrado is just maybe a little bit more liquidy than atole, but it's the same thing. So uh, for champurrado, you add the piloncillo, which is the brown sugar cane uh, stick. You have cinnamon, you add like cornstarch, water, evaporated milk, milk, well, whole milk. Vanilla, and then you add like chocolate, like the abuelita bar, and then you make it, and it's like a thicker drink. And you can actually have this one cold. Apparently, some people freeze it, and it's more like gelatin because of the cornstarch. The atole, you can drink it, or you can actually eat it with a spoon. Is um, it's a lot of cornstarch, so it's thicker. And then you just generally add. Well, I don't know if it's cornstarch or corn flour. It's one of them too. I think it's a mix of both of them. And you eat it, it's literally like a thicker porridge. It's not really porridge, but it's a drink. I don't know if that makes sense, but it comes in different flavors. So that's great. Mm. Yeah, lots of thick drinks I'm, I'm finding. Um, but that almost, like, that seems appropriate for the winter. That's what I was thinking. Like, I mean, yes, we have, like, the lighter ones, like the ciders and the cranberry drinks and stuff like that, which are... They have no thickness in their consistency. They're very watery. But then you have a lot of citrusy or spices that would have curdled if you added milk or anything else to them, right? Mm-hmm. And they have all the high vitamin C versus the thicker drinks tend to have a lot of warming spices, but it's more... It's almost it's not really... more like nutritive in that it like provides you with lots of calories for the winter time. Yes. Exactly, because I'm like, it's not really fully nutrient-rich, but it's definitely something that's filling and warm that will keep you going for, like, winter. Mm. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all my drinks, and as you can see, everything has cinnamon. (laughs) Well, oh yeah, I was going to say, the tea doesn't, but then I remembered I added cinnamon to my Christmas tea, too. Yep. You could do do peppermint peppermint tea or chocolate mint tea. Yep. That would be cinnamon-free. I mean, the best I can say is, you know, play around with it. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't really need it. Others, it's a must because it is a big influence in the flavor. But um, I guess, you know, enjoy some semi-healthy drinks. And if you're making them from scratch, you can definitely control the amount of sugar. Yeah. And play around with the spices. Play around with warm spices and let us know what you think. 
Yeah, and please let us know if you try something like one of these recipes without cinnamon because myself having a allergy to black pepper and it being in everything drives me crazy. So if you're one of those cinnamon allergy people out there and are like, all of these have cinnamon, please let us know if you find a way to make these without cinnamon that still tastes good. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll be posting most of these recipes on our websites. You can rate, comment, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can donate on our, uh, to our podcast on our coffee page, Medicine in the Kitchen, all together. So it's ko-fi.com slash medicine in the kitchen. Invite your friends to join our community and improve their health. You can follow us on our social media, Sweet Nutritionista and... Alicia Senza ND. We'll be posting as often as we can. Thank you for joining us. See you next time and happy healing. Mm -hmm.